0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we're looking at Kenneth Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Matthew Fox from TheEthicalPanda.com.
1: And I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Real Film Podcast.
0: And today we're talking about Minute 64, which begins with Loki telling Thor that he mustn't blame himself and ends with Thor saying no to Loki's goodbye. Joining us on the show today, we have the hosts of season two and season three of Marvel Movie Minute, Kyle Olson and Rob Cabasco. Kyle, Rob, happy Thursday! Uh, every Thursday, Thursday, known among the peasants as Thursday, but we know it is truly Thursday, uh, we ask people, what is your favorite moment from Thor? So I'm going to ask you both. Uh, and normally our guests are totally surprised by this question, but since you, I'm sure, are dutiful listeners to this season and have heard it many <laughs> weeks, you have had an answer prepped in in preparation. What is your favorite Thor moment? It can be from uh, the movies, from the comic books, from a cereal box, or a Lego Avengers, whatever it is. (laughs) What's your favorite (laughs) Thor moment for this Thursday? Okay, I'm
2: laughing. You're seeing me laughing. Here's why. I'm going to say, I'm going to pick a scene from this movie, and I don't mean this in any way poorly, but it's the end credits, and here's why. (laughs) Patrick Doyle's his yeah. orchestration over the end credits is one of the most exhilarating fanfares ever, and it pains me because it does not appear, at least on the score that I have, and I still cannot find it. I do not understand why it's not out, but that whole ending is absolutely incredible. There's there's a missing piece of
3: music from Ant-Man and the Wasp too, so I'm with you on that. Yes. Uh yeah, for mine <laughs> Okay, so when if you listen to the commentary for Young Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein Muget, uh, Oh Frankenstein. <laughs> uh Mel Brooks says every time he watches it something new occurs to him. So at the time he recorded the commentary, it was Cloris Leachman. So he goes the whole thing talking about how fantastic Carl Leachman is. And so uh, in that spirit, um uh, the thing that occurs to me when you asked me the question, I was like, okay, I have to do the I have to be honest thing. And <laughs> the moment that occurs to me is not the one you would think. It's a it's a uh it's a Odin performance. There's one moment in this movie that I absolutely adore where, um, you'll probably know because you've watched it and studied more recently, where uh, Anthony Hopkins just turns and goes, ah! <laughs> 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 it's, it's, He just uh, flat out just turns and growls yes. at someone. Yes. And it just, it just gives me so much joy every time I see it because he's just so in the moment at that point. Like, no words, no dialogue. Just flat right out just... A, feral roar i love it i
0: think that's on jodenheim when like loki tries to jump into the conversation as as or after when odin is like scolding thor i
1: think that's right yeah they're back they're back in uh the the observatory
0: when he does yeah, that, yeah that's it that's it and loki is defen- <laughs> I, kind of perfectly <laughs> ironic given that that's the moment where loki is quote-unquote defending thor mm-hmm. uh which is a, a theme uh that we will discuss just after this promo
1: We'd love to see you in some of the Marvel Movie Minute inspired clothing, or maybe with a Marvel Movie Minute inspired mug, something like that, over from our merch store. If you go to truestory.fm/slash Marvel Movie Minute and click on merch, it'll take you right there and you can see all the stuff that we're selling. Again, truestory.fm/slash Marvel Movie Minute. All right, so we're coming in on this, uh, you know. With, First of all, since we were just talking about the music, uh, Patrick Doyle's music, uh, the cue here is called Loki's Lie that we're going to hear. And I can't help but feel that it defines so much uh, of what is happening in this particular uh, bit here. Because Loki's Lie, I mean, it's like Loki's Big Lie. I mean, it's it's quite quite an intimate minute of monologuing with this lie that we have going on here. And it's, uh, it's good stuff. I, I got to say, Loki is... Uh, he came up with a big juicy one and you have to imagine that you know I don't know I hope that Loki has his own little group of minions that he can go like and pal around with afterward and actually tell because otherwise it's like all of this stuff that of his joy that the the machinations that he does I, I want to know that there's somebody that he just sits around and has drinks with later and kind of tells oh and then I did this and then I told him
0: that mom hates him too. <laughs> well, it, it, I, I kind of love the idea, but actually, I think part of the point of Loki's character is that he doesn't have that. That the closest Gosh, he has I is know. Thor. And yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just ethics guy. I gotta make it serious. <laughs> that's Right. That's right.
1: Okay. Or you so... can check
0: my emails. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, this is this is kind of an interesting. Um, I mean, really, as a monologue, Thor has very few lines in this bit. So let's kind of break this down a little bit. I I, I have it in two parts. What Loki says and what Loki means. So let's kind of go through all of the stuff Lo- Loki says. And then we'll talk about what is Loki really saying here? I think some of it's fairly obvious, but we'll see.
0: I just have to say, I love that this way of approaching it. And all I can think about is the Key and Peele P- 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 sketch of uh, Obama's anger interpretator. That mm. Here we're doing, uh, you know, Loki's mm. manipulation mm. interpretator. So let- exactly. let's begin.
1: Exactly. All right. So Loki uh, is finishing up what he said last time with the banishment and the war were too much for a father to bear thoughts on that what's the loki mean by all of this you broke your father's
3: heart i mean like he really is, is putting the blame for everything that happened right at thor's feet like saying like yeah it's because it's of you that he died really
1: yeah
2: right well and it's the opposite of your your whole goal or you knew that you needed to earn his respect mm-hmm. and instead you broke him yeah I mean, completely the opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah,
0: Andy, with your a uh, uh, wonderful editing, I'm just assuming that you took all the insightful comments I made about this moment during our last minute when I was wrong uh, and put it in here. <laughs> but if not, I'll just sum up quickly by saying, uh, I, 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 I think, I think to me, Loki yes, it's all of that. He's being very intentional. He's being very manipulative. But like any good lie, there's some truth mixed in it. Like Loki does think Odin. It, you know, broke into a coma, not death, but in part because of what Thor did. And part of that is his genuine anger at Thor. Part of that is absolving himself of guilt because it was Loki who also put a whole lot of burdens on Odin that made him, you know, go into the coma. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think for this and, and for a lot of things that were going to happen have happened here, Loki's taking a core of truth both that he feels and that he knows Thor feels. Like, Thor has to be feeling guilty in this moment. Thor has to be worried. I disappointed Dad. I disappointed Mom. And Loki's just doing this, like, evil but beautiful example of just He knows exactly where the knife is and exactly how to twist it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, especially, I mean, he's already come in with Father's dead. I mean, you know, he's really just like, here's the knife. I'm going to stick it in. Now I'm just going to keep twisting it around. And that's where we are right now so the next thing that he says is you mustn't blame yourself (laughs) thoughts on that line yeah blame yourself (laughs) 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 right this is why i'm telling you this so that you do blame yourself (laughs) this this is
3: what loki is so good especially in this movie where he'll say a thing just to put it in someone's head of like well the worst thing we could do is go running off to jotunheim and fight them (laughs) <laughs> oh no we shouldn't do that you know he's yeah. so good at, at putting something out there as like oh this is this is a terrible thing or you shouldn't think that <laughs> just as a way of completely manipulating people into thinking exactly the way he wants them to
0: yeah, yeah this is brer rabbit saying please don't throw me yes. into that briar patch you know exactly and, brer yeah, rabbit is trickster 101 it, yeah is a story laced with incredible amounts of racism so not indulgement of that but yes, yeah, but still the, the point stands and it's it to me it's both showing how good a manipulator loki is it's also showing that on some level Thor is dumb as a box of rocks. Like yes. he he's such a puppy dog in this moment. He's just all he can feel is the guilt and emotion and I think a lot of people like would be like, dude, you're so hardcore trying to make me. B. This is not going to work. But but he knows Thor is just that naive in a way. Like he's just if he feels a strong emotion, nothing else is in his head. He's
3: just a golden retriever.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
3: an interesting... And Loki p- just keeps pretending to throw the ball?
1: Yeah, that's it's an interesting point. I, I definitely want to bring that up later because I think that there's something to that idea of the history that at least we know from subsequent films between Loki and Thor and Thor, even Thor's reaction to Loki and all of his trickery and kind of where that fits in with this when we have this moment here. So I, I definitely want to circle back to that because I think there's an interesting uh, conversation there. So the next thing Loki says is, I know that you loved him. I tried to tell him so, but he wouldn't listen.
3: <laughs> I fought for you, man.
2: I was up there like... Well, and it's the, it's the whole idea that I know you loved him. And, and obviously explicitly says it, but the I know means that he didn't. Like your father thought you were just a um, um, screw up, right? Like he never felt that you respected him or loved him in any way. I mean, it's just, geez, okay.
0: And it's the same energy as when Odin yelled at Thor because Thor wanted to just go and invade Jotunheim. you know remember Loki was so sympathetic to Thor and like i I understand, and that's how he manipulated him into invading in the first place so cause Loki knows like he, he is Thor's only source of information, so he can make sure Thor knows he cannot come back but put all the blame on other people
1: yeah and it's I mean there's a there's this interesting sense that it's like even up to the end, Odin rejected your love. And hence you like he he won't listen to the fact that when I say that you loved him, he just won't even listen to
0: that. Right. It's, and that gets right into the next line about the cruelty of the hammer.
1: Yeah, because the next line is so cruel. And, and what's great also is the way that Loki's and Tom Hiddleston's voice like changes from sentence to sentence throughout this. Like he really does a great job taking each sentence, looking at what he's doing with it and finding different ways to perform each one because it's so different but it all fits so well. So the next thing he says,
3: this this is where the Shakespeare comes in. This is where you get a great Shakespearean actor and a great Shakespearean director and you know that the two of them just sat and worked and worked and worked to find the different variations of the line there, you know, they're doing their to be or not to be's like to try and figure out what the what's the most painful way we could say this but still have it be like, oh, so sorry for you, buddy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, because he says so cruel to put the hammer within your reach, knowing that you could never lift it.
3: God, what a knife twist that
1: is!
0: Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, pure, just trickster Loki. <clears throat> Especially Love
0: because it. it's once more three quarters truth, one quarter lie. Because we were all discussing, or not, uh, you, but Andy, you and I were discussing way back when that happened. That it was pretty cruel for Odin to do this. Yeah. The only words of that sentence that are false are "knowing that you could never lift it." Because, the, yeah, right. because it's just again drawing through this point of you know actually Thor could lift at one one point we know that later in the movie apologies spoilers but but Loki's <laughs> just he's just taking the truth that we all know and just adding that teeny little twist.
1: I mean, you talked about this in the past, also, Matthew. How. Odin also had been a trickster, right? How there was this element, I mean, not necessarily in the films, but certainly in kind of Norse mythology, like that he, there was this element to Odin that was this character. And I think when right. now we know kind of Odin has a much darker past and all this in the, in the films. Oh, yes. That it's interesting because you, you hear something like that and it does end up coming across like Odin or like Loki saying, Man, Odin came up with the best joke ever. I wish I had thought of that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's such a dig, and it's it's interesting to to kind of like have see how that comes across. So then he says, "The burden of the throne has fallen to me now." Oh, I love that line so much. It's just like,
3: yeah, oh, the thing I have always wanted is now mine. What are you gonna Follow do? The burden. The, right. exactly, the burden, exactly the burden of the throne. Mm.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I hear some of that, like he wants it, but I also see another great knife twist here because now, not only is he saying, "Thor, you, you killed our father, you made our mother super angry, mm-hmm. and look what you, you look how badly you hurt me as well. Right. You put mm-hmm. this burden on my now shoulders. I have to do this, which, by the way, you did because you weren't good enough to do it. Like it's just so brilliant." <laughs>
1: And and also, it, it I feel like that he's also saying here, I don't intend to give it up either. Like you know, the bird it's it's fallen to me now. Like this is a burden I have to carry now, and I will carry of it. You, yeah, and and I will keep continue to carry it. And you'll always have to remember, I'm carrying this because of you, and I'm not going to give it up. And I, I feel like there's an interesting element there that he's doing. Then this is where Thor comes in, and I think this is interesting because. He finally pipes up and he says, he asks if he can come home. And I think it's because now he knows that Loki is the king. Odin is the one who had banished him. And so theoretically, the, the king is the only one who could break that banishment. And so I think that that's an interesting moment here where we have Thor finally perk up. Oh, so can I come home? And then, of course, Loki says, the truce with Jotunheim is conditional upon your exile. Thoughts on that line and Thor's line. Like,
0: <laughs> you
3: want to do what's best for all of us, right? I mean, you know, you're, you got to think of the big picture, man. Like, it's not just about you. <laughs> you have to keep the peace by staying
2: here. I mean, I see the point about, okay, so if Odin is gone and that's the reason for the exile, but it's pretty pathetic of Thor, right? Like, all of this, and you go, can I come home, can I come home, just come home, I'm in my bed, like, I mean, dude, I mean, he's just, he's right in the palm of his hand, I mean, it's just, I think the purpose of that line is to really show that he's completely defeated,
1: yeah, really,
3: Matthew, what's the name of Thor's dog, (laughs) Thor, Thorner, Thor,
1: Rover, I, I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rover. He misses the dog.
1: He, he wants he has his He goats. Yeah. Uh. He's got no. his goats. fighter and Tooth, tooth nasher yeah. uh, And also, I think that there's this sense when he says the truce with Jotunheim is conditional upon your exile. I mean, you know, Jotunheim, he pretty much started war with earlier in the film. And so there is this thing where he's saying, you know, you really, really screwed up. And I'm barely – the burden of the throne is that I'm barely holding things together now. And I have to keep you away i can't I can't bring you back it's It's to prevent war and it's it's such an interesting way to kind of like pass the buck right He's not taking any blame for this i I honestly can't I'm the king, but I can't do it because you started this war, and I have to hold it back and then this is where he says, and mother has forbidden your return." Does
3: he say mother or does he say your mother? It's, 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 they, they changed the angle right at that thing, so it's hard to it's see. It's
1: and mother. Uh, uh, with the subtitles on, it's and mother has forbidden and your mother. return. Okay.
3: I know he said something before mother. I couldn't tell if it was our mother, your mother. You know, it, it, They're very different depending on what the word is, but and mother is interesting, too.
0: Yeah, and to me, this is just the the absolute coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we've been discussing that Frigga, his mother is the one person on Asgard who is clear will never, like, call Thor out. You know, she is so indulgent of him. She'll giggle and roll her eyes. She'll defend him to their father. Like, and so, you know, he's gone so far that even she isn't going to argue with him anymore. He's truly lost everything. And, And you just know Loki has been simmering with resentment because of the fact that, like, Mom likes to love him more because she lets him get away with all this. And so it's just, it, I feel like this is both, like, super manipulative and super, like, evil of Loki. But also if Loki was seeing a therapist, the therapist would be like, this was a very good cathartic moment for you. Because Loki's able to, like, <laughs> all of the resentment he's been feeling for however many hundreds of years of their childhood, he's able to get out and then also just put a little bit of a Loki twist on it, you know? But Because it, it, I feel like all of these things are things Loki has genuine resentment against Thor for, and he's now using that and just going three extra steps.
1: Well, and it's interesting because I think – I mean, also, let's not forget that in this span of time that Thor has been here, Loki has learned that, that he's the Jotun prince, basically, right? And that his parents that raised him aren't his parents. And so it's interesting where it's almost like he's now taking – Frigga for himself saying, she's not my mom, but I'm going to lie to you and say that she doesn't want you. And I feel like that's even meaner when he when he kind of yeah. does it that way.
0: Like, I think it's why he would never say your mother, because he doesn't want to, Thor doesn't know any of that. and He doesn't want Thor to know. Mm.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it it's just it's really malicious of him. And it's and interestingly, this comes after we read that page in that book. Uh, that eric had found of the myths and it's like the way that it described loki i'm like this is loki this is him (laughs) right to a t they really do this uh and then loki says this is goodbye brother i'm so sorry and that's pretty much it it's like i think he's saying see ya you're stuck Mm -hmm. here buddy and he is out he's like peace out i'm gone and uh, and of course though thor we have a last moment with thor where he just says no which will continue in the next minute but really, I guess my big question for all of you now, and 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 Matthew, you are already kind of brought this up, but knowing what we know, I mean, Loki has always been a trickster. He's always been up to no good. And I mean, is there anything that's happened in any of this that should be signaling to Thor that Loki is just up to his old tricks? I mean, are we really meant to believe that his tricks are generally smaller, they're less political, and, and like – this is just of such magnitude that, other than, as we know now, the Warriors 3 and Sif have figured it all out, but Thor, like, that he just doesn't sense anything at all? I have a theory, but I'll let someone else jump in first. <laughs> I think this is this
3: is Thor's blind spot. Like, he always thinks that, like, oh, well, he'll lie to other people, but, like, look would lie to me. Like, I'm Thor. Like, wh- of course he would. I think that's the one thing where that's—and also— because he's so good at it, when he'll say something, it's not always a flat-out lie. It's always just a little bent. Right. So when right. It, when he comes back in any the confrontation they've had in the past to be like, no, no, it's not exactly what I said. I said it would be mad, bad if this happened. Not that it, sh- and it did. That it, had, you know. Right. I think that that's always the way. and It's always like, oh, you lovable scamp. I think it's just that that thing that Thor can't assume the worst of loki and that that is the the one thing that ended up you know would be his in this case is is, his downfall
0: I, i i think there's that there's a lot of that the other thing that i've been playing with and honestly i had not thought of this at all until andy you said what you did about like hoping that loki has people to say this to you know no, sure yeah i think the only person who will ever get to really know what loki did is thor and Loki knows that in this moment, Thor is just going to be that golden labrador, you know, that golden retriever. (laughs) I'm not a dog person, I mix up breeds. The the golden chihuahua Dane who just like, yeah, can only feel the emotion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, think of that like old trope of like the person who says, I don't just want to beat you, I want you to know that I beat you. Mm -hmm. I think Loki knows that Thor may well put the pieces together later. After it's too late for him to do anything, and that that will just it'll just make Loki so happy because he'll probably still be watching. Let's be honest; like Loki's obsessed <laughs> yeah. with this. He's not going to stop watching. Hey, I'm Dill. What's he doing yeah. now? Is he crying <laughs> again? And I just think he I, I think he is dropping just enough hints that he thinks Thor will figure it out one day, and he wants that. He wants Thor to know that he did beat him.
1: Juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, I. Moments like this in this film, I I feel like as I as I watch this film minute by minute, my estimation of it rises because there's just there's so many juicy things. And talking to our like Shakespearean experts and stuff, I'm like, there's a lot of really interesting stuff happening in this film. And Loki is such an interesting character and this minute, I think, just defines that so well. So, Um, all right, well, we're going to finish this conversation uh, tomorrow. But uh, uh, Kyle, Rob, any last thoughts about this minute before we head out?
3: Clark Gregg looks so good. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, that's just <laughs> been running around my head
0: for the last couple minutes.
2: Yeah, but you know, he can be some something else to interview, but I'm <laughs> just <telling laughs> so we'll talking about that. That's okay, fine. yeah. We love you, man.
0: Speaking of twisting the knife and reminding that's me right, well, you know. got to go on a car ride with you, but I've not well, gotten in the car with me. Well, <laughs> there
1: saying. was no
2: car ride. <laughs> you know, you're, uh, you're, who knows? Who knows
0: what will happen? Who knows? Who knows? You never know.
3: There's something magical about the Marvel movie, minute, As all the
2: listeners know, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: Very I mean, true. we've got Very that true. email out to Hemsworth's people. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll <laughs> get to it. Maybe one of the Hemsworths, at least, if not Chris. You know,
2: Liam's right. <laughs> Liam's totally. <laughs> <other>. <laughs> you get the heart surgeon.
0: All right. Well, we're not going to keep insulting people and driving more and more of them off our list. So I'll just say <laughs> thank you, guys, both so much for being a part of this. And as always, thank you so much for driving the bus and to all of our listeners. You're what makes this possible. Thank you and have a good day.
1: Until next time, true believers.